Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Doesn't Screen Must Be Free. My name is Andrew McGuire and as always with me is my lovely co-host, my wife, Beatrice Lopez. Hello everybody. And this is another episode of Mr. Podcast, Are You Free? And we are talking... <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. Um, and we are discussing the second episode of the first season of Are You Being Served? It is titled... Dear Sexy Knickers, which gives you an idea of the type of episode we're talking about. Yes. It is a wholesome family episode where everybody gets along. Absolutely. There's a moral at the end. There is. I'm going to say there is because I can't think if there is. I will tell you the moral at the end of this episode. Fabulous. So, it starts with Miss Franz and Mrs. Slocum talking, and they're discussing, you know... Um, bras and corsets and Captain Peacock co comes over and asks how sales are and she says like pants are up, corsets are down something to that effect <laughs> and innuendo innuendos. and Miss Braun says she doesn't wear them and she means bras, she doesn't wear bras and although she could be right about the pants because she wears skirts right, well I, I, you know, it's interesting because then Mr. Peacock, when she says she doesn't wear a bra, he's like, really? That's against code, but I guess I could look away or overlook it or something. She listens, she's like, you could fool me because he's like staring at her chest. Oh my gosh, that's a fireable offense. It would be in these times. I'm not sure if it is then. Cause oh, the, the, those times, they yes. had different standards. Yeah. I think this is a big one of those big episodes we're talking about. 50 years ago versus now. Um, mm. Mrs. Slocum, after Captain Peacock goes away, because he kind of gets shamed <laughs> by that, walks away. Mrs. Slocum, As he should. Yes. He shouldn't stare at your coworker's chest. Right. Probably not. No, not the best idea. Uh, Mrs. Slocum is talking to Miss Bronze about how she was stuck in the elevator with Mr. Lucas. But he was such a gentleman. He didn't try anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think she was disappointed. I, she probably was a little disappointed. And But he was a gentleman. He didn't try anything. All he did was keep pressing the alarm button and screaming for help. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think he's very scared of Mrs. Slocum. Yeah. I mean, I don't see why. She's such a wonderful person. She's like a mother. And in this episode, she has pink hair. Yes. Um, we swap over to Mr. Granger, who's selling another jacket to a person, who's saying the jacket's too long. And like the first episode, he says, it'll ride up with wear. So I just don't think they tailor anything. They just want to sell it, and that's all they're going to do. Yeah, it's like you have to go in there knowing the size. Otherwise, yeah. they will screw you over. Right. Um customer even says it's long in the back and short on the front so or short on the front long in the back yeah and yeah that was it sure and uh, mr. Humphrey says it's because he's standing upright which he shouldn't be so he needs to stoop and they make him like soup like way over yeah he's like almost like looking Punched down over. yeah on the <laughs> ground. and that's like when it evens out um, Mr. Granger goes down on like one knee to like get his inseam, 
So he actually does measure. So he does do measurements. I don't know why he can't just sell him a jacket that fits if he does the measurements. I don't know. Maybe they have not a good stock of clothing and they just have to get rid of what they have. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm wondering. Um, but Mr. Lucas kind of does a little practical joke when he's getting up. He rips a piece of paper, so he makes him think he ripped his pants for a second. <laughs> and yeah, Mr. Oh, that was Clark. Um, jumping onto the counter. Mr. Humphreys um, tells him that he, with his sales record being really bad, he probably shouldn't be doing practical jokes because mm-hmm. um, he could easily be fired. Clark is looking at apples. He likes to bite apples sometimes. He, he does like to bite apples. He might try to bite an apple. But right now he's just looking at us because we're looking at him. You were caught, Clark. Mr. Lucas, meanwhile, back in back in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, how he sounds. He should totally watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lucas is, says he wants to chat up Shirley. Mm-hmm. Mr. Humphrey says, who's Shirley? And it's Mrs. Bronze. That's her first name, Shirley. Oh, we finally find out her first name. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mr. Humphrey goes, oh, you're on first name's basis, are we? And he's like, oh, that's all we're on. Because um, I think he's making the basis joke. Oh. Well, they're two attractive people. I'm not surprised. They're they're definitely the two youngest in the department, too. Um, Customer complains that the jacket is too tight. So Mr. Humphreys shows Mr. Lucas a trick where he calls putting the knee in, and he knees the pants by pulling them, like, over his knee. Yeah. And... Just slightly popping the stitches in yes. the sleeves to like make it slightly bigger. So and it works, I guess. It works, yeah. Uh, customer comes out to get his jacket with no pants on. Yes. Just in full view of the entire floor. I don't think it was any fault of the uh, of Lucas. Yeah, they. The, Mrs. Locum makes a complaint about him. To. Captain Peacock for letting the customer walk out like that. As I if mean, Mr. Lucas yeah. has, like, could, what is he going to do, trap him? Because he, he, he does, he does like, usher, usher him back him in. Back in. He yeah. just kind of, like, quickly yeah. kind of pushes him with yeah. his hands. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, they're complaining, like, oh, there's a man on the floor. It's like, such nudity. It's, it's preposterous. And, like, all these magazines, they kind of do that. And then, uh, Miss Bronze yes. says that she thinks Burt Reynolds was quite sexy in that picture. Oh. And Miss Slocum, who was just saying she hates that magazines put nude pictures in, goes, oh, but you couldn't see anything. His arm was in the way, obviously. So she looks at those pictures, too. She was just <laughs> performative, like, <laughs> outrage. So she complains to Captain Peacock, who then has to go over and talk to Mr. Granger. But he doesn't talk to him directly. He talks to someone else. Well, he talks to Mr. Granger, who's like in charge of men's. Ah, yes. Or the senior member of them. Yes. Um, They're on first names basis, too. He calls Captain Peacock Stephen. Oh. So. Stephen. So we at least know two of their first names. And I think he uses Mr. Granger's first name, but I don't remember it. So Mr. Granger compla- counter complains. He goes, well, if he, she's going to complain about that guy who walked out. I'm going to complain that from the right spot on the floor, you can see clear into the lady's dressing room. 
And he gets really excited about this. Yes, Captain Peacock's like, oh, where? I will I will investigate this and bring it up at the next monthly meeting. It's like next month. Yes. So, he obviously, then he goes over and he's just kind of like trying to look. He puts on his glasses so he can see better. I don't and know. In, throughout the episode, do you think he actually saw anything? I don't think so. I think he gets like distracted with like having to do all the other stuff. But I'd like to see if he shows up in that corner in future episodes. Oh, that would be great. Because it's our, it's already a running gag that he's a, like kind of into that stuff because he does have that membership card to the adult cinema. Yeah, he is kind of a perv. So it, it might be a running gag. I'd like to see if they do. Um, Mr. Lucas's customer, who had the jacket that was too small, then complains that the pants are too tight. Ah, uh, yes. So and this is where the big problem of the episode comes in. Yes, Mr. Lucas decides to use the same trick to knee the pants and immediately rips them. And Mr. Humphrey says, we don't knee the pants. And he's like, we do? We, what do you mean we don't? And obviously, uh, Captain Peacock comes right over and he's like, what did you do? Why are you doing this? And he's <laughs> like, oh, no. You can see his face through the pant hole. Yes. So, in the meantime, he goes, I'm going to have to go report this to Mr. Rumbold. Um, be aware and ready. And so he goes, okay, well, I, I still have to talk to Shirley. And <laughs> so they're like, oh, you can, you know, just beckon her over. So he beckons her, but Mrs. Slocum comes over. Yes, because she's the one who saw him. Yes. So she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I hope I didn't get you in trouble with the complaint or whatever with the our affair this morning. And he's like, he doesn't know about the complaint that yeah. she filed. So he doesn't know what she's talking about. And he's like, oh, I don't want to get you in trouble. And she's like, I don't want to get in trouble. He's like, oh, I don't want to get you in trouble. And so it's like a little miscommunication is the gag that she, you know, was talking about that. And she says something to the effect of, you were wonderful in the elevator yesterday. And I hope the, our little affair this morning didn't cause too much trouble. And Mr. Granger overhears this. Oh, no. And he says, you know, Mr. Lucas, am I right to be saying that you were good in the elevator with Mrs. Slocum yesterday and you had an affair with her this morning? Am I correct? And he's like, I hate to disappoint you, but you are wrong. That didn't happen. And Mr. Humphreys obviously gossips says, oh, too bad. I think thought things were finally going to get interesting around here. <laughs> Her use of the word affair is, like, grossly inaccurate. Yeah. It's not an affair. It was just... A complaint. A complaint. Like, an affair seems like a much broader thing. Yeah. Like, if it was, like, them yelling at each other or something, I would cons maybe it, that would be an affair. Or an event, at least. Uh, we then cut to Mr. Rumbolt's office, and they're all in the office. And... There is actually a sales chart in there. Oh. So in the I background. noticed that you wrote down a note. Yes. The sales chart is actually going up in the beginning and then completely goes way Ooh. down. And there's a green line. So on it, that the line goes over and then goes under at the end. And I wonder if that's like their profitability line. Oh, because wow. Because that, that green line, they, they're like way above it and then they go like way under it. But I don't know. That I mean, it, 
that's what I saw. It does say sales chart, and it's a line going up and down, but that green line is what I'm curious about. Um, and then they have this whole scene that's just wordplay about, are you okay? I bumped my elbow on the table. Yes. Are you okay? I'm fine. Okay. They have a whole scene. <laughs> you don't look fine. I just thought of something. Oh, yes? Well, I can't say until the end of the episode. It was oh. the moral. Ah, okay. So, they have this entire scene with wordplay about the word need. And Mr. Lucas says, well, Mr. Humphreys need the jacket. And Mr. Rumble goes, oh, you mean he needed the jacket. Let's get our tenses right. <laughs> Mr. Rumble is all about wordplay, I think. Like, the, the, like every scene with him, I think, is just going to be like a wordplay, like yes. nobody understanding each other. I think that's going to be the setup of that office. As like, if you see that office, that's the gag you're going to get. Um, they finally break it down, um, and Captain Peacock says, "All right, I'll demonstrate with my jacket what he means. You put your jacket over your knee like so." Which he does that in the first episode, too. So they bring back a lot of these idiosyncrasies the way they talk. Like Captain Peacock, when he was displaying the napkin, he says, oh. you put it, you lay it flat like so, and then you pick it up so, and flute it, and they do the same thing. So he goes, I put the jacket over my knee like so, and I pull it like so. Oh, um, oh I like how they, it was the running thing. Yeah. I, that's why I'm wondering if they'll bring back like him being in that corner because they seem to have that continuity of like that would be great and I will pay attention like I pay attention to Miss Slocum's hair today yes. was pink yes um, Mr. Rumble says I don't hear any stitches breaking and Mr. Humphrey says well that jacket might have already been need and Captain Peacock says well how would you know and he says because I sold it to you so he needed himself yeah. yes uh, his punishment, Mr. Lucas's punishment for ripping the pants, is to have to pay for them out of his commissions. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, he did yeah. destroy the, the yeah. property of the store. Yeah. Um, I don't... I mean, I'm not going to say no companies do this anymore, but I mean, any company I've ever worked with, if something got broken, you weren't forced to pay for it. Really? Although I guess there's a difference between something like falling and breaking and someone deliberately. Like in theory, he deliberately ripped them. He did deliberately, but they are tailors. Maybe they could have fixed it. Right. Well, I think they're just sales. I just like we. They. I don't think they can. Like glorified salesmen, but they carry around that measuring tape like they're tailors. Yeah. Well, that's so they can sell them the right pants to begin Uh. with. I think they try to just sell them the closest that, that they can get and, like, let someone else do the tailoring. Exactly. Um, but he says, you know, well, you're going to be paying for it this week and next week and based on your sales history, maybe even the week after that. Wow. So he's not, yeah, he's not doing well with sales. Now, this is where it gets a little interesting because they all leave except Captain Peacock. And Captain Peacock says, I'm surprised you didn't fire him. And he says, well, the thought of firing him did cross my mind, but if I fired him, I wouldn't be able to replace him. Which is weird, because, I mean, at that, if he's not making sales, why not just fire him? Like, True. Because he's just taking up your payroll. 
unless they only work for commission. Like if they don't get an hourly wage and just commission, then I guess he's not necessarily doing anything. But he says, I wouldn't be able to afford to be able to replace him. And if there are less, less people on the floor, then your position would come into question. And we might send you back to toys and games with the kids. Oh. And that's, he's like, oh, I see a lot of potential in the boy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's when he, so he might do some mentoring because now. Like, his, his position is, is in question. Mm -hmm. Oh. And also, this episode, there's, so there's five people, there's five salespeople that work on that floor. But there's also somebody else who works on that floor. Oh, I did not notice. Yeah, she's in the background and she's doing inventory or something. So I don't know what she does. So I'm not sure if we'll ever find out who she is. Or if she's just a random extra. But she's wearing the same uniform as Miss Slocum and Miss Bronze. And oh, that's doing weird. inventory with a clipboard. Wow. So, <coughs> Mrs. Slocum kind of makes a point to say that since her husband left home. So I don't know if that means he went to a, like a nursing home or if they're separated. Or if he went to the store and never came back. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so she, basically she's kind of talking about how she hasn't had sex in a while. Is basically what she's oh, talking about. Oh, yeah, um, that's. Not necessary. Yeah. Mr. Lucas has written a note to Miss Bronze, basically saying, let's get it on after work. I mean, he, he writes it a little slightly nicer than that, but that's what it boils down to. Um, and this whole like episode, he's been trying to get it over to her, and he finally just says, I'm going to send it over to her airmail, he says, and he shoots it over with a plastic band, and it like lands in front of the counter. And, of course, Captain Peacock, who sees like everything... Didn't see that. Didn't see him shoot it, but sees the paper on the floor. Picks it up, talks to Miss Slocum a little bit, um, and then you know tells her about the complaint about the ladies' dressing room. She has a good comeback for that. She says, you know, what's his complaint that he can see everything or he can't see anything. <laughs> so basically saying he would complain either way. But I do like that joke. Um, he says, and do something about this, and he gives her the note, thinking it's just trash. Oh, he thought it was litter. Yeah. So, I say so a lot, I am realizing. Oh, that's all right. And now that I said it, everyone else is going to hear it. It's okay. <laughs> we could edit it. Oh, no, we can't edit it that <laughs> We cannot. So buttons. So buttons. See, it's, it's a show about clothes. It makes sense. Sewing buttons. supposed to say so. Sewing buttons. Uh... So, Miss Slocum gets the note. Yes. Who uh, And she thinks it's it was... from Captain Peacock. Yeah. And she's kind of like, ah, ah, but you know what? He's in charge, and it's been a while. Oh, I thought she was really put out by it, and she was really upset. No, she, she calls him and is like, yeah, let's, let's do this. And... Oh, I misread her yeah. expressions on her face completely wrong. Mm-hmm. She's aghast, but, well, she is aghast at first, but then she says, well, he is the head of the department, and it's been a while. Wow. Um, so she calls him, and 
talks to him dirty, and he's like, who is this? So he's like, he's, she's like, I'll meet you after work, and he goes, well, who, how will I know who you are? She's like, what do you mean? Like, how yeah. does he not recognize her voice? Right? Yeah. Uh, so he hangs up, and she says, well, the note wasn't for me, so it must be for you, Miss Brahms. Oh. And she's really offended. That's why she was offended. Okay. But even that, like, because she says, this is sexy knickers, which is what he says in the note. He says, dear sexy knickers. Yes. Even if he, even if they thought it was for Miss Bronze from Captain Peacock, if he picked up the phone and they said, this is sexy knickers, he would have just assumed it was whoever it was written to. The fact that he doesn't know it was written just proves that he didn't write it. Exactly. He had no idea. He had no clue what the words meant. Yeah. She calls, Miss Bronze calls Peacock and starts just chewing him out. Wow. Like it's highly inappropriate. Like I, I wouldn't care if you're the last man on earth. I no interest. Da 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 da. He kind of catches on. He looks over. He goes, "Oh, she's talking to me." <laughs> he gives the phone to Mr. Humphreys, who listens in immediately okay. to her like yelling at him. Yeah, Mr. everybody gets in on this conversation. Yeah. They all want to hear what she has to say. Yeah. Well, Mr. Granger just comes over and goes, is this a complaint, Mr. Humphreys? And he goes, in a sense, he goes, well, I should take it then. <laughs> <laughs> so, Miss <clears throat> uh, Braun starts chewing Mr. Granger up, thinking she's still talking to Captain Peacock. Yeah. Um, Mr. Granger is completely, like, confused and put out. Uh, Captain Peacock walks up behind Miss Braun. He says, like, something effective, like, oh, well, she said it all. She doesn't need to say anymore. And then they show him the note. And he says, like, oh, I didn't write this. I don't know who wrote it. So he goes over to the men's department, uh, asks if Mr. Humphreys is free, asks if Mr. Lucas is free, and then asks if Mr. Granger is free. And they do this gag where Mr. Humphreys literally, like, does a lap around the entire, like, yes, department. Yes, that's the part that I was thinking about earlier. Yeah. He literally, like, makes the longest trip around the counter. Yeah, instead of just, like, talking to him right across the counter, he walks exactly. around the Exactly, he could have just turned his face. <laughs> yeah. Because that's how faces work. Right. Um, he says, you know, Mr. Granger, did you write this? And he reads out the note, and write it. I don't even understand it. <laughs> yeah, that's another play on yeah. his sexuality. Yeah. Well, he definitely did not write the note. Well, Mr. Granger, the older guy. Ah, uh, yes. Well, Mr. The, the Mr. Humphreys, he says, did you write it? And Mr. Humphreys is like, he doesn't say it, but he's just like, no. But he says, like, thank you for the compliment. I don't know what yeah, that Yeah, that's, that's weird. That's that is a, weird. I don't know what that means. Um, I don't know about the older man. Maybe he's just so old at this point. I think I think he's just old and Anglican and a Puritan, probably. Yeah. He's just very, you know, purified or puritanical. Exactly. Mr. Lucas then says, Okay, well, should I leave right now or work till five thirty? Oh, he, he assumes that he's yeah. fired. Uh, Captain Beacock says, well, well, we'll deal with that later. 
but for now, all you need to do is go apologize. Because obviously he doesn't want him fired because his position is in trouble. Yes, that's right. He can't have him fired. Right. Now, this is just something that annoyed me as far as the writing goes. Is Mr. Lucas says, should I leave now or work till 5.30? And then he says, you should just apologize to them. He walks over. Like, there's no time cut. He walks right over and apologizes, or tries to apologize, and then there's a whole miscommunication where Miss Locum, because he admits he wrote the note, yes. Miss Locum still thinks the note is for her, How and not Miss Franz. How does she think that? But yeah, she just assumes. Yeah, and Mr. Lucas is the one that they both like. They both think he's cute, so he, so she's totally into it. She's totally down. Down to clown. Down to clown with Mr. Lucas. So she goes, oh, it's 5.30. Let me grab my jacket and I'll meet you outside. But I'm not promising anything, trying to be coy. Um, he asked if he should work till 5.30, walked over there, had this interaction that lasted a minute and a half, and it's 5.30. Yeah, that's weird. So that question to me is like really weird. Like That should have been the question he, he could have asked. The first time he thought he was going to get fired when, like, he ripped the pants and was told to, like, be ready to go to the manager's office. I'm not sure why. It just it just bugs me because I'm like, mm. eh, it's a weird question to ask, like, at 5.28 p.m. I know. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, work till for another two minutes. Yeah. yeah. But that's where it ends because I, I'm going to – I'm. I'm gonna assume this is gonna be a running thing where they don't resolve the like thread of the show, where because there's not they don't do the part of the show where they go outside and he has to explain the note wasn't for her. Yes, I assume that he probably hides out until she finally gives up and goes home. That does seem like in character, that that's how that would play out. Uh, but I mean that's all. That's the episode, pretty much in a nutshell. I think we've hit most of the bases. Um, I don't think there's going to be many super lot of deep dives in these episodes. No, they're very on the surface. Yeah. Uh, so there, I mean, we can learn some things about some of the characters, and maybe we will learn more as we go on. We are only on the first two episodes. Um, and we are at that point where I say the moral. Yes, that's what, I was, that's what I was about to get to. Oh, okay. So what is the moral? The moral of this story is always sign and hand deliver your note. Yes. As opposed to just leave a note. Also use the person's real name. Yeah. Don't use a nickname that you've never used with someone before. I mean, she should have like picked up on it. Like, I'm sure she read the note. Yeah. If they, they, I mean, it seems like they flirted a little bit, but I doubt he's ever called her that. Exactly. But in this day and age, could have just easily sent a text directly to her phone. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Texting is super easy. Super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Yes. All right. That's all I have. Did and you have any final thoughts on the show? That's what I had. The moral. Excellent. So... You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DSMBFree. 
you can email us at dsmbfree at gmail.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please consider giving us a rating. And you can follow my wife on TikTok at Beatriz.Lopez. Uh, Be- no, not Beatriz. Dot, right? It's just Beatriz Lopez. Beatriz Lopez 490. Oh, thank you. Beatriz Lopez 490. B E A T R I Z L O P E Z 490. Yes. And if you'd like, you can also follow me on YouTube at A Simple Adventure. You'll see the icon is two donuts. Um, <laughs> I just post daily videos. They're super short, just random, super random stuff. So. Anyway, we will see you next time. Have a great night. Bye.